Quest Gaming Podcast presents Skyrim Off the Record. everybody, welcome back to Skyrim Off the Record for episode 13. Yes, 13. This episode of Skyrim Off the Record is brought to you in part by DoghouseSystems.com. For the best computer gaming rigs and best customer service out there, go to DoghouseSystems.com. Plug in the code off the record, all one word, to get double the memory for free. It is a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollar value. Yours for free at DoghouseSystems.com. A special shout out goes to Lucy Luthien P. This episode is for you, Chica. And I am Joe the Widget Wilson, your host for this interesting little show we have called Skyrim Off the Record. And joining me, as always, is Ivarwin of the Epic Shout. Fusoda. Fusoda. <laughs> and I Joe. am now dyslexic. Chat room. Hello, everyone. And our third chair, Mr. Olan Lewis. <laughs> hello, everyone. Hello, Joe. Hello, everyone. Welcome, chat room. Glad you can make it here this morning. We have a nice full chat room, so they're going to be our fourth chair today. Uh, we'd like to again thank um, Dave for being on the show last week. He was a lot of fun. And let's get into the fun of the show. What do you guys say? I say let's uh, let's do it. Let's. I say let's go for some meat and potatoes. Yeah. Mm. Round one. Fight. I have a little gravy, sir. <laughs> a little gravy. See, I wasn't gonna say it. You beat me. <laughs> I was gonna do it later on in the show. Oh, no, oh, you weren't thinking that. You weren't thinking. Gravy. No, I was thinking gravy. I was thinking meat and potatoes. <laughs> you know. Ah. Alrighty mm. then, Lou. Why don't you go first today, man? Alrighty. Well. As of now, I'm still doing the quest chain uh, to gain full membership of the College Winter Hold. Um, so many side quests are, again, distracting me because I have a full quest log as usual. <laughs> and me being, I'm a completionist, so it's like, damn it, I have to go back to Whiterun and do these. Or, hell, I just forgot about that in that area. And it, it just annoys me having those little icons on the map saying, oh, man, I didn't do that one yet. <laughs> so what do I do? Just fast travel somewhere and just knock it out and pick up more stuff. Poor Lou. I get the feeling like if an NPC walked next to you and ding, you know, ding, dangled the string in front of you, you'd be like, "Ooh, side quest." <laughs> Where's that carrot? Where's quest? that carrot? <laughs> Another quest. <laughs> damn you, NPC! Get away from me! I don't want the damn quest. I'll take your head off. <laughs> My friend Joe's taught me how to do this. Watch me. <laughs> Here it goes. Off of their head. The master of decapitation. Yeah, and you know, I realize all the all the characters I have going right now. Um, if anyone remembers that one quest in White Run, where these two, I guess, mysterious red guards are looking for the one woman in White Run. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, I actually went to all my characters, and I realized I've never actually finished that one on any of my characters. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've always just left town and just got caught up in doing everything else. I totally never never found her. 
So I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe for once I'll just do it. So I'm gonna do this do it this time with my battle mage character. Okay, you didn't you didn't do it yet though? No, not yet. Okay, what level are you? Um, as of right now, my battle mage is level nine. Okay, you know, it'd be a good time. She's okay. a, definitely a good time for it. She's proof that uh, Redgar women are hot. Just saying. And deadly. And deadly. Yeah. She's got she's got a little saucy saucy going on over there. She's I like that. I'm liking it. Little little junk in the trunk. I, I wish uh, <laughs> I wish she was maritable. My red guard would be all over that. <laughs> Let me show you my sorted captation, baby. Come on over here. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big response and it should have out of us. <laughs> I like uh, I like long walks on the beach. No mercy. You got the patience. You know the work. Taking down giants, one-shotting people. All day's work. All day's work. Red guard women. <laughs> but in the meantime, as well, uh, trying to track down as many words as I can uh, before I start going on to the, the bigger quest arcs in the story. You know, so I'm more, I'm better prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's totally different experience trying to take down dragons. You know, restricting myself to just magic use and the occasional swing of my one-handed weapon. Uh, my last dragon fight yesterday took me like several minutes because I was just so not used to it. You know, just casting away, casting away, regenerating, coming back. You know, hitting a quick potion. It just took a while. I was like, my god. What um, what what playstyle are you like most familiar with at the moment? Oh, dual wielding. Mm-hmm. Dual wielding with, with the with the bow with my main character. So switching yeah, over to the battle mage, it just takes some time. You know, to get used to it and definitely out of, you yeah. know settle to find a rhythm. With this particular playstyle, I want to adapt with the Battle Mage. I just haven't found it yet. Yeah. But again, you know, the character's still young, so I don't have access to a lot of other stuff. So, probably another few days or so once I start leveling some more and, and gain more spells and such, you know, I'll find that, well, I guess, quote unquote, rotation that works for me when I take down certain mobs. Oh, yeah. It's, it's bound to come. You know, there, there's something to be said about possibly, you know, holding off on on doing the the White Run quest that um, starts up the the dragon attacks until you know you get to a certain level and you're able to unlock some of those more important um, uh, perks in in your skill tree in order to make your character you know most functional during some of these dragon battles. Right. So definitely. <clears throat> I <clears throat> also found out that I'm loving the fact that fire and trolls don't mix. <laughs> no, they do <laughs> Very not. well at all. <laughs> loving it. Because when I first started playing Skyrim, and I was, was a melee-based character, I was having the devil's own time trying to take these things down and dying. Mm-hmm. Save. Load. Dying. Like, what the trolls heck am I doing wrong? Our milk drinkers. And now with the battle mage going, oh, wait a minute. That's right. I got you. You know, a little fire rune, little firebolt, little flames. Yeah. It's the regen that, that kills you. They've got a lot of hit points, and their regeneration ability is, is through the roof. Yeah, so it's sick. They take damage easy enough. It's just they've got a lot of hit points to work through, and they're constantly regening it. You know, you breathe for a minute, there, and they gain 10 hit points, and you're like, oh, God. Yep, yep, <laughs> exactly. So I find it so annoying, and, you know, again, the, the fire just stops that from happening, and keeps damaging and now what I've been doing is I've been using the runes as traps mm. you know if I see them before they see me I'll just lay a rune down really quick then I'll grab their attention and kite them over to where the trap is and then roast them again yeah and yeah yeah I'll, I'll use Lydia as a target and come on 
go ahead, Mid Shield. Distract, <laughs> distract the target <laughs> for a bit while I go back over here, regen, or, or set something else up some more. So you're doing you're doing a sword and a spell yes. in each hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, usually, if I if I do like a one handed weapon thing, it's usually either as a, you know a, a one handed weapon with a shield or a shield and, and a one handed spell. Yeah, right now I'm rocking the uh, orcish axe, one handed axe with the spell in my left hand. Mm. Now I'm liking it. I, I really do like how, how that works. And taking whatever armor and other stuff I found again, just dumping on Lydia, bumping her up, keep her survivability up there. So. Right now it's working, and I'm, I'm finding I really like how this is working out, how it's coming along. So can't cool. wait to go further into this character. Cool, see what man. else I can do with it. Yeah, you're going to yeah. love the Mage College. Oh, yeah. That quest, yeah. Is actually, that quest is actually really cool, especially when you get near the end. Some of the visual effects in that area is really cool. Oh, I can't wait. And then I had to, just because. Dark Brotherhood. Ah. <laughs> I started, I, I went and spoke to that little kid. And started since I was in the area. I was like, you know what? I'll just stop by there really quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, I, I, you know, seeing the... I love their armor, how it looks. And then seeing the Nightingale armor, too, is like, ooh. Yeah. I would really want that, you know, for my Battle Mage character. You know, enchant it up. And use that as my default set of armor once I get it. I think that would be sick. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a pretty sick-looking set. Yep. So I'm also working my enchanting, but that's also kind of a pain in the butt. And constantly going over... Uh, uh, the website to look over <laughs> chanting <laughs> little tips and tricks help me along if um if you can stand it check out some of the uh the um skyrim oh well you said enchanting i was going to say check out one of the alchemy the alchemy things but that we covered on the show but that's i was thinking of the wrong thing i was thinking alchemy when you were talking enchanting yeah yeah i see <clears throat> this is uh quicker you know i think she had that little thread going on on our forums about that which is pretty helpful too mm-hmm Mm. So that's been my uh, play playthrough for the past week. What did you What did you think What did you think of the little kid doing the dark sacrament? Did you have a thought about that, or 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 no? Well, when I first started the game, when I came out and on my main character was the first one to experience that quest. Mm-hmm. You know, part of me, real life, part of me was like it was shocked, going, "Oh my god, what is this kid doing?" You know that more that good moral side of me was like, "Holy beep!" Yeah, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it's 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 crazy. It's really crazy because you know the the dark sacrament requires, you know, it, first of all, it requires the skeleton. I'm, I'm going to get it wrong if I if I say what I'm thinking. I believe, but I, I think it's it's the skeleton of somebody that that injured you injured you or was injured. I think it's the person that was injured, plus like a human heart and like you know a couple of pieces of flowers. And then mm-hmm. you have to like stab in the the general area, like it's like it's a nasty, nasty little little sacrament. I mean, it they, is. Bethesda really did came up with a they really did come up with a black ritual. Yes, I mean, to yes, see like a child doing this. Oh God, <laughs> he really right. wanted that 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 headmistress dead badly. Yeah. Don't worry, kid. Joe's got your number. He's gonna get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> that red guard for hire. If you can find him. <laughs> we'll lop off heads for a fee. <laughs> and I did. Hers went flying. Right it's onto Joe. the pillow. It's the Joe team. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of my initial shock, and I was disturbed, and then I realized, yeah, you know what? Considering the the world of the Elder Scrolls, the environment that everyone's placed in, yes, that you could see that as making perfect sense. The child's been wronged. The child's been abused. And 
everyone has heard about the Dark Brotherhood, and now he's exercising his right to conduct the sacrament. You know, that sacrament, well, conduct that right mm-hmm. to hire someone, you know, to take care of that injustice that he feels, you know, has been done to him and his friends back at the orphanage. Still sick, though. Right. <laughs> Still sick. Yeah. That, well, that yep. it, it's such a, a twisted way of starting one of the best quest chains in the game. That's why I like it. Yeah, I, I I have to, I have to agree with that. It, first of all, it is extremely twisted, and it does it does bring you in to the uh, to the quest line like almost like no other. Even in this game, like the you know the, the entrance into some of these quest lines are are always interesting, but like that that's definitely one that grabs you and does not does not let go. No. <laughs> yes, you want to get Very through it. Imagery. All right. Anything else, Lou? Oh no, no. I have other stuff later on, and. Like, I can't wait to get back in my battle mage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I did uh, a live stream again last night. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a good time um, when I finally got Skyrim to work. Oh, yeah. what happened? Oof. Yeah, I started Steam up, and I went to go into Skyrim, and as soon as I tried to load my game, it shut down the game. So I was swearing and cussing for an hour, and it's, it turns out that Steam had brought down their servers, and they said it wouldn't affect gameplay. Yvarwin couldn't get into the game at first either, so we assumed it was the Steam servers. Yeah. So after some more swearing and cussing, after Yvarwin got his game to work... <laughs> plenty, it was brutal over plenty the of, um, those moments, but um, yeah, it was, it was kind of brutal. And finally, Yvarwin goes, well, it, did you get the new patch? Yeah. Well, about your add-ons, you think they might have interrupted it? I think my head went to the desk at that point. <laughs> Shut down all the add-ons I did not want to use, and voila! That was back voila. in Skyrim. That's right. Well, <sighs> see, this this brings me to a point with with the fact that you with Skyrim and Steam. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, I did not buy uh, Skyrim off uh, Skyrim digitally. I actually went out and bought the collection edition, so I asked the physical discs to install the game and then when i first ran the game it automatically kicked me back to my steam account i was like what the bleep is going on i didn't want steam to activate mm-hmm. and to me you know that's just an annoyance the fact that steam has to run yeah that actually no. i was talking about that last night it's that's one of the the big downfalls of playing on the pc side is that you have to deal with steam and i'm not a huge fan of steam I don't like some of the way they do things. It's just nothing but a big advertising campaign. And that when you buy a game from Steam, you have to play it on Steam, even though it's installed on your computer. It's just annoying. You know, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with this at all. You know, I, I don't like having to rely on Steam. You know, I, I like it for what it is. You know, it's very useful. It's very interesting and very entertaining. But, you know, if I want to play a game unconnected to the internet, you know, th- this is the perfect game to do it. It's, yeah, exactly. it's not, it doesn't require an internet connection. And yet, it, it re- for some odd reason, it requires Steam and Steam requires an internet connection. So, you know, <laughs> why, why do I have to have, you know, a, a third party software uh, to come in on my computer and tell me when I can and cannot play a game. Like, this doesn't sit well with me at all. Not to mention the fact that they throw ads at you left and right mm-hmm. over 
you know, nonsense. You know, like I just I don't like the fact that there's something out there that I can't control governing my personal entertainment time. And right. God forbid something happens to Steam. Now, all of a sudden, I don't have any video game entertainment time if I so choose to set some aside for myself. Not comfortable. I mean, yeah. You could probably <clears throat> do it like going offline. But then again, you'd have to tell Steam, you know, your Steam launcher, oh, no, go offline. I want to play the game offline. Oh, but you can't do your lock- link to your achievements. I don't care about that crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about don't- cloud save. I just want to play the game. You right. know what? I don't, I don't, I don't even... need to announce to my friends on Facebook and on Twitter that, yeah, I hit I unlocked this human. Who cares? <laughs> I don't even know about that because, you know, Joe was technically trying to play Skyrim offline without Steam, Steam's involvement and it wouldn't let him. Yep. That was yeah. the whole big issue. And that's yeah, what that, I that, find that uncomfortable. Yeah, that, that's a big problem. If, if you're going to sell physical hard copies like that, you know, at least tell people, well, you're still going to need an active internet account or an internet connection to. So that Steam can get their uh, their hands like, oh wait, someone's running running Skyrim over here. Yeah, Joe Wilson's house right over there. Yep, he's got it going. It's annoying. They're all they're doing is like like you've already mentioned to me last night. They're just monitoring me. They just want to make sure I'm legit in what I'm playing. I don't want that. I just want to get in there and play the game and have fun with it and have the chat room enjoy it with me, which eventually did happen. Yes, it did. But be- awesome. before that, though, all week I would I went around hunting dragon nests, and I think I found every one of them. One of them I can't get to right now; can't find the path up the mountain. But I found over seven. So there's hmm. there's only, there's a few out there, and I got a lot of ch- a lot of shouts for it. But most of the shouts you get are from dungeons, and getting those those dragon shrines in there. I did all that, and then when we did a live stream. Um, <laughs> I have a little epic story. <laughs> I was out okay. doing a quest for, I believe, the companions. Yeah, and I was going out to a dungeon outside of um, Whiterun. I got through mm-hmm. the dungeon. We hacked and slashed and murdered everything. I had Draugr's dead all over the place. It was a great time. I, I kept killing my <laughs> companion. Um, it's a good thing that he couldn't die all the way because he was a story NPC. So he was pretty much useless. <laughs> We got through all that mess. Um, I, I <laughs> we got to into that dungeon. I got to tell you this really quick, and I was I was so disappointed. Cause I got the item I needed. I got the shout, and I was like, I thought there was supposed to be a boss in here. And all of a sudden, mm. these droggers started popping out of these tombs all over the place, and I just started, you know, in one spot killing all these droggers. I had a circle of dead droggers piled up around me, <laughs> and I was searching through these bodies to see which one was the boss so I could loot it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out which one was the boss. I think I did find it eventually, but uh, yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> he was the one wearing ebony armor. <laughs> it was just no challenge to that in that point. But uh, so yeah. I went outside and I noticed a dragon that was flying near one of the the dragon nests that I found earlier. I'm like, oh well, I'm gonna go hunt myself a dragon. Because someone in the chat room said, oh, it's a blood dragon. So I was like, oh, cool. On the way over there, I found a giant's camp or the mammoth camp. Wound up killing two giants and three mammoths, and they were dead in a circle around me, too. (laughs) (laughs) Joe's new nickname is now the Slayer of Everything. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) We're all Slayer. By the way, I was amazed at how you dispatched that giant because it was charging at you, and it took, and I I watched very carefully, it took you two to three hits with your bow, Mm -hmm. and then he was right on top of you and two swings. 
two swings of your sword, and he was dead. <laughs> His companion, <laughs> I one hit. With he hit my you sword. twice. Yep. So I one shot the giant. <laughs> the mammoths died in a couple of hits. But yeah, I mean, even with the three mammoths on me at once and the two different giants at different intervals, I had half health and I never healed myself. So I have like a armor rating of over six, I think around 650. Mm. So it's pretty high up there. And it's even higher now that I finished my danger set. Um, so I saw this dragon. Walk around like a panzer tank in Sky. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that was my goal. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I enchanted my boots with 33% to two-hand weapon damage. And I have another mm. enchant that's another 20-something percent, so <laughs> I'm beast mode. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I um, well, I did a smart thing. Okay, last week when I was playing, I had this problem of not uh, of every time I took magic hits, they would wipe me out. The whole 92-year-old old man scenario. And dragons breathing on me. <laughs> so yes. I found a stone, which I forgot the name of. I forgot to write it down. But it gave me um, 50% increase to physical damage absorption and 25% to magical damage absorption. So I can now take magic hits a lot better. Woo-hoo. A lot better. Well, this dragon that they called, that they, they apparently said was a blood dragon turned out to be an elder dragon. So I was very, mm. very torn. Um I say normally if I was alone, I would have ran away screaming. But since I was I had the chat room there and everyone was watching, I had to I had to man up. <laughs> Got my little adrenaline going. Like, okay, let's see if I can take this guy on. And hopefully, I don't embarrass myself in front of the chat room, right? <laughs> well, I killed him. I took out you the did? elder dragon, and it got me about a little less than halfway in my health. I had to heal myself a couple of times with stupid fire, but I killed him. And then later on that night, before I was getting ready to get done, another Elder Dragon attacked um, Dawnstar, and I mm-hmm. decimated him. So today's moral for the episode is believe in yourself, guys. Believe in yourself. Or have a chat room to push you to do <laughs> things that you normally run away screaming. <laughs> right, exactly. Have, have, have 22 people peer at your pressure, back cheering you Peer on. pressure. <laughs> no pressure, man, but kill a dragon. <laughs> No pressure there. Kill a dragon. All right. I went and got the... Uh, I, I got the companion quests that were up to the point where I became a member of the companions. I haven't finished it yet, because I don't know. I'm kind of debating if I want to be a werewolf, but I kind of want to marry that chick there. That warrior chick, because she just kind of fits for my red guard completely. Alia, or whatever her name is. But I didn't... I went out and did the razor, which is the Daedra dagger. Yes. That, that dagger is unbelievable. It's cool. I love that dagger. Yeah, and oh, also, what I'm doing to challenge my character is I'm mostly trying to kill with my bow. Last night, I kind of did more of my sword before the chat room and lopping off heads, but um, I've been trying to play more with my bow, leveling that up so I can level up my levels better and easier. Pew. So I'm putting points into that. You're right. You know, I forgot. <laughs> Yay! New sound effect. <laughs> you know, when you're out there shooting those bows. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I got w- the very last part. This is a spoiler, guys. So just oh, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Skip ahead at this point. Skip ahead. All right. So I went in the main character at the end. You have an option to kill him or let him live. The danger basically says, "I want you to kill him to become my champion." Well, you know, I'm playing my character to where <laughs> I'll kill anybody. It doesn't matter. 
He's a nonchalant. I'm I'm a BA. I'm going to take you out regardless. And the NPC was like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to go down without a fight. He starts casting an electric spell, and by the time it, before it even discharges, my sword goes right through his neck. <laughs> <laughs> the head went flying, and the body went limp with electricity on his fingertips just sitting there. <laughs> You were about to say something, and my sword went through your throat. <laughs> my well. bad. I'm rude. <laughs> Oops. What? You're going to try to defend yourself? Dang. Sorry. Dang. And then I went in there. There's a cave you can go into. It's like a little extra challenge, and there's... Well, he summons two Daedra at first, so I got them killed really quick. Got their Daedra hearts. Went into the cave, and I lopped off one of the Daedras. I felt so epic at that moment. Hmm. I decapitated a Daedra, so... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey guys, I just came around from another realm. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Here's the guy welcome. that challenged us that. That's what the bottom of your feet look like. <laughs> <laughs> when you're laying down. <laughs> that was a headache. Oh, it's getting better. Ah, so they just do bleed red. <laughs> um, I did a quick search on the internet. Uh, this is kind of off topic, so I apologize. Um, I wanted to know what the percentage chance of of Mayrune's dagger for uh it's it's proc to hit and it's its spell is will instantly kill. Um it's got a small chance to instantly kill whatever it is that you're you're trying to stab in the back. <laughs> uh so I did a quick a, a quick uh search on it and it says that uh there's a three percent instant kill chance but it's very dependent on luck and can be considered unreliable. Oh for the dagger so, yeah, technically it's three percent, but it's actually going to be a lot lower depending on on luck. You know, also I I believe there are perks and stuff that actually increase that chance by your crit, if I'm not mistaken, because that's relying on your crit chance. Mm. So if you have a higher crit chance, you're going to have a higher percent to instant kill. <clears throat> and when I used it that's- on my first character, I instant killed probably one out of every four enemies I I fought. Wow. Yeah, it's saying that you could. You could kill 98 mobs and not get it once, which is obviously, you know, 98 mobs out of 100 times would be a lower percentage than 3%. I killed a boss with it. All right, one of the final bosses for the main uh, Dovahkiin story chain. So, I mean, the chances aren't that low. I really don't think so, because I did a lot. I killed a lot of one-hit shots with it. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's saying it's very dependent on luck. Maybe maybe the, the gods are just with you, Joe. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe. <clears throat> Never know. I know I do a lot of one-hit kills on my, my red guard, but that's for different reasons. What about your playthrough, Arwen? Um, yeah, about my playthrough. Jeez, you know, kind of kind of weird this week. Um, I've been I'm still searching for like a redemption type of of quest at this point. You know, I I was trying to get to that last week, and you know, when I was talking last week, and I still haven't really found anything, but. Here, what I came up with this week is basically my Khajiit turning into a hermit. So I went into my Dovahkiin hideout. I took everything off. All my all my armor, all of my weapons, just everything. And I just put it on my mannequins and I, I just left. And I went up to the college in, uh, in Winterhold. And I said, all right, maybe what's going to happen to him is he's going to, you know, after he downed that dragon... You know, he kind of feels bad for all the horrible things he's done, and he's going to seek solitude. 
not not the actual solitude, but he's going <laughs> yeah, to look to kind of better himself and go someplace that nobody knows him. So he goes all the way up north and decides to become a mage. Well, let me tell you, at level 30 plus, okay, going from a predominantly, you know, a thief assassin to a mage, utterly impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to have to figure out some kind of other redemption quest for, for myself because all the mobs I encounter, and, and mind you, I went through an entire dungeon doing this, okay? I started the, the College of Winterhold questline, and if you've done this, you know that, you know, first up is a little cave dungeon type thing. Mm-hmm. And that's all, I'll, I'll take it that far and that's it. So there's, there's really, it's kind of spoiler free at this point. Um, there's, you know, you go through that that whole thing, and and as soon as I zone in, every mob in there is going to be level thirty plus. It's going to be my level. But what am I wielding? I'm wielding magic that's like level, you know, level two, level five, you know, level ten if I'm lucky. Right. So all of my my spells are are horribly nerfed. <laughs> so I'm relying on this NPC who takes you in there, who's you know this old guy. <laughs> I'm relying on him to kind of like be my my tank almost and and just kind of like, you know, figured like, okay, it's going to be a rough go at the beginning. But since they're so high level and my spells are so low level, you know, hopefully I'll just level them up quickly the more I use them. Oh, no, (laughs) that is not what happens. (laughs) They they the skills, the spells leveled up a little bit. And I, I in order to get through this thing, I had to use I had to use destruction spells. Mm-hmm. I tried conjuration. My my conjured wolf died in one hit every single time, so that was annoying. Um, thank God my my restoration magic, my healing spell was much higher level because I I used that a lot as a thief um, because that's what that got me through it. Um, plus that old man. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I'm 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 relying on using destruction spells to carry me, you know, through this thing at all. And, you know, I, I got through it. I went through the dungeon, but my skills didn't level up very much as, as not nearly as much as I thought they would. I thought I was going to walk in there with, you know, extremely low level spells and walk out almost, you know, level 20 something spells. And that did not happen. So I had to roll back my save and I'm thinking about just, you know, running headlong into the civil war quests just to get the show on the road already, because I'm, I'm sick and tired of you know searching around for some way for my character to redeem himself. Yeah, just stick with two hand wep- two one hand weapons, and do it that way. You built that up already. Why not just go with it? Yeah, well, you know the the other thing too is that now that I built it up, I'm leveling at a much slower pace. So, so you've already maxed out know, the skill tree for two hands. You already got them up there quite high, or it, it's it's high, but. It's high enough to to have the the experience reward for its usefulness be diminished significantly, but not not maxed out, not even close. Then there's no need to. Con- well, you're gonna go low level. You're gonna be as you get higher up. It's gonna get slower to level up, regardless of what you do, man. Even if you try different perks or different ways of playing, it's still gonna be slow. Yeah, but you you tend to to level up faster if you're using skills that that haven't really gone used yet. If you're leveling up like a new tree, let's say. And that, that brings me to my, my newcomer tip of the week, actually. When it comes um, to math, not necessarily. Because you have a much higher requirement for 
the amount of XP you gain needed yeah. to level up. Right. But you see, the higher level, you, right. the more levels, like, for instance, if I'm in my two-hand sword, I'm level 70, from level 70 to 71 will give me more XP gain than going from 1 to 50. Yeah, I, I know that, but you you gain those levels at an at a faster rate. You gain that experience at a faster rate. <sighs> All right, the math is lost. <laughs> <laughs> I know it still takes, you know, x amount in order to to get there, but you you achieve those those numbers faster. If you're if you're using a skill tree that hasn't hasn't gone used yet. I don't know if I'm explaining myself the right oh, way. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so my newcomer tip of the week is is basically this: when uh, when you start the game, you're gonna you're gonna fall into certain skill trees. All right. As you play through and gain levels, start to plan which new trees to get involved with, because later on, your later levels will prove that these will these will earn you levels at a at a faster rate than than if you were to continue on with your extremely high level skills in the first place. Um, but obviously you don't want to get too crazy with it. You know, as I, I went from, you know, one extreme to the other, that's not going to work out for you. So if you're using like, let's say uh, a two handed weapon, you know, you may want to start thinking about possibly using, you know, uh, changing it up and, and using dual wielding and that should help. And uh, that's about it. That's all I got for this week. So alrighty. Yeah. Anything else that you guys want to say before we move on to our Tamriel Times? I'll take that as a no. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to Tamriel Times. Confirmation by Imperial State. Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Jarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times. Your source for news in Skyrim. And here we are in the Tam Real Times, your official and community news for the world of Skyrim. What do we have on the news today? Well, first up, Todd Howard, G4 Network. That's right, X-Play on the G4 Network recently interviewed Bethesda's game director and executive producer, Todd Howard. The three-and-a-half-minute discussion featured Mr. Howard's reaction to the creation kit, the modding community, and plans on future DLC. But before you go rushing off to thebethblog.com to check out Mr. Howard's table scraps, he only commented that DLC will feel like an expansion and noted he did not just want it to be, in quotes, 20 more dungeons. Though, when asked about dragon mounts, he did say, in quote, we'll see, which was enough to supercharge this nerd's jummies into overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely an awesome video. You want to check it out. It's at bethblog.com. Um, he doesn't say much of, of anything that we haven't already re you know, reported on the show, but it's just further confirmation that whatever they're going to come out with for DLC, it's going to be super awesome. You know, they're, they're definitely think they're going in the direction of not just DLC, but, but almost the, the feeling I'm getting from him when I saw him speak and when I, when I heard other, other things that he said in the past about it, it sounds to me like it's almost going to be like another, almost like another Skyrim game. So, you think? Yeah, but I mean, you know, he did say like he doesn't want it to be just twenty more dungeons. Like he he wants this to be a full expansion. So I think we can expect 
something almost to the effect of almost like a whole a whole game added on top of this. You know, much much smaller, of course, but that would be. I think we epic. can. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to play differently. I think it's going to have a a lot more content in there. I think you're going to expect new quest lines, new new stories. Um, yeah, that would be, I would look forward to that too. Yeah, more. You know, even more quests, more storylines. Yeah, I'll take I, them all on. Don't, now, don't take my word for it, you know, guys, because you know this is just me analyzing what what he's saying. But like, that's that's the impression that I get from from him. So, you know, check it out yourself. Go to bethblog.com. Um, you could probably find it on YouTube as well. It's you know, it's, it was off the G4 network. So nice. Probably find it pretty much anywhere. And Christopher Plumer earns an Academy Award. That's correct. Yes, his name is Christopher Plummer, but you may know him best as the voice of Angir, an elderly hermit of the Order of the Greybeards, high atop High Rothgar, that teaches Dovahkiin all about the way of the voice. Mr. Plummer has been awarded an Oscar for his role as Best Supporting Actor in Beginners, a modern love story about something that looked heartfelt and totally chick flicky. <laughs> However, <laughs> uh, he plays a man who, despite after 40 plus years of being married to the same woman, admits to his son, who is the main character, that he is in fact gay. So congratulations to Christopher Plummer on being given a wonderful honor in his acting career. I believe he was, he's 84, and I heard something like this is the first time he's, he's been awarded an Oscar. Wow. Yes, Yep. Yeah, big congrats yeah. to him. Yeah, exactly. I checked out the the trailer for it and I have to say like he <laughs> it looks it, it, he does a good job. It looked like he did an excellent job. He, it looks it looks funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so, I can imagine. <laughs> no, no. I don't think it's something I'm going to, you know, watch, but uh <laughs> The uh, from what I saw on the the trailer, he his his acting was actually pretty pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, he is a pretty good actor. I mean, if you've ever seen Sound of Music, that's the captain. That's him. Wait a second, the guy was in Sound of Music. Yeah, the original. Yes, with Julie Andrews. I believe that I believe that is him. He's been acting that long, and this is the first time he's won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, come on. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh God! Why? Why am I drawing a blank on this other actor's name? Who? Who was it um, that did uh, uh, Saruman? Oh, um, oh, that's Christopher Lee. Yeah, he's been in some terrible movies, and even he, I think, uh, got some of these awards. All right, Skyrim patch one point four point two seven. Point two seven. That's right. Uh, in other news, another patch has dropped this week. Patch one point four point twenty seven has been released upon the gaming masses of PC only Skyrim players. No love for the console yet again this week, guys. Sorry. Uh, however, fret not. This patch, despite being an exact clone of the one that came before, aptly titled Patch one point four point two six, did not uh, did not. However. Uh, it didn't do anything else other than than fix your companion sneak skill. Exactly. So if uh, you've been noticing that you're you're sneaking along your companion and they're not doing their job, that's been fixed. Yeah, that's what that kind of <laughs> pissed me off my first playthrough is that you have a companion with me and I'm all I was all about the sneaky sneaky, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, not. they're not. Well, you may 
you may now properly sneak alongside your companion and dispatch the unaware, inattentive, and oblivious bandits and their ilk, as you see fit, all while confident in your stealth-like abilities. So I got mad and pulled out my bow anyway and just... Just wanted to say hello. Wanted to say hello. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's what we have for the news today. We're going to go ahead and move on to our Bannered Mare. Welcome to the Bannered Mare. What can I get you? And here we are in our Bannered Mare, the, our roundtable discussion. And this was sent in from a listener in our email, Mr. Adam Lee. And he said, You know you've done well in Skyrim when you can three-hit, kill a giant, and take no damage from a blood dragon. Any advice on what I should do now I'm such a high level without increasing the difficulty? Um, sir, I one-shot giants. Just saying. Just, just saying. God, ew. Oh, ew. <laughs> ew. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. This, uh, you know, I, I like I like this question because this this definitely opens up some some interesting well, discussion. You know what? Well, first off, before we should get into that, we had I I, I made a little uh, verbal um, typo or a verbo, if you will. On one of our episodes a few Verbo. weeks ago, where I said the hard cap was fifty, but that's not—that's not what I meant. I meant soft cap. And the difference between a soft cap level, a level soft cap, and a level hard cap in Skyrim is this: the soft cap is level fifty, and why it's considered a, a soft cap is because that's when the monsters stop leveling with you. They—they they cap out at fifty. You can go further, but they cap out at fifty. Um, the hard cap for a character is eighty-one. That's when you can no longer level any further. And it takes forever. Um, once I hit 50 on my this this character, I'm moving on to a new one. Not even gonna try nope. it. I have no need to get to, to 81. That's why the achievements for level 50, not 81. You're gonna say, Marlon? Um, no, I was I was just pretty much saying like you know this this definitely opens up some some pretty interesting discussion because you know we've all been playing Skyrim for you know a while now and most of us are. You know, level fifty. I'm sure some of us out there are level eighty-one. You know, what do you do when you have when you have such a high level? I think um, even Dave last week was saying, like, "Geez, now I've gotten my resistances up to such a high level that like, dragons don't even breathe on me at this point. You know? it's, <laughs> it's like becoming not fun anymore." People in the what do you do in the chat room are asking if you still get perks past fifty. You do. You get skill points up to eighty-one. The only thing that's different. Then normal leveling is the fact that the mobs no longer level with you past 50. I would love to see the kind of pain a level 81 character does on the on Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Can you imagine? <laughs> Just destruction left and right. Yeah, see, the thing is, is that once you get... It also depends, Adam, what level you're at. I mean, if you're considering yourself high level at level 30, there's still a lot you can do. The big thing is, is cause, because if you're below level 50... The, the mobs are still leveling with you, so go do the main quests. Because when you get in those 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 main quests, the, like the last quests of each one of the big ones, it's not going to be easy for you. It won't, especially the mage quest going into the labyrinthia, um, doing the last Dovahkiin quest, all that kind of stuff is. 
is challenging still. Um, that's why I don't like using those, 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 um, not glitches, but exploits to get yourself uber powerful with potion, with alchemy and enchanting because that cheapens the game for me. Um, one way to do it that I am all about is start a new character. If you're past level 50 and you're bored because you're too powerful, start another character. Even if you didn't finish all the quests, go do those quests on the other character. And start a different playstyle. That's the only way you're going to really get a full feel for that playstyle. Like, Ivarwin switching to magic at level 30 when he's been doing, you know, warrior the entire time, it's not going to be easy for him, and it's not going to be that entertaining for him, but if he starts out as a magic user and he builds with it the entire time he's playing, he's going to get much more of, of an in-depth feel for that magic. Because you're going to get, um, the perks are going to be a lot quicker from level 1 to 30, regardless of how you play, than they are from that point on. And once you get past level 50, it's like pulling out teeth trying to get the next level. It takes, yeah. what, 200, 300 hours to hit 81 straight on one character? Wow. Yeah, and if you're not, if you're not into, if you're not into that, that sort of thing, then, you know, it's just not going to be fun for you. Um, achievement hunting. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people find that, that kind of thing, you know, a lot of fun. And if, if you find that, you know, you still want to play the game and, you know, there's very little challenging combat for you, go hunting, go hunt down some of those, those difficult achievements. You know, now that, you know, you're, you're so high level and you're able to dispatch mobs very quickly, use that to get into, you know, difficult areas and start getting some of those achievements, you know, um, hunt down those, those Daedric weapons. If you haven't already, that's, that's one thing too, you know, start, start looking at, at quests that you bypassed, um, simply to achieve whatever goal you were, you were looking to achieve. Um, start looking at stuff like that. Modding. If you're, if you're past thing. level 50 and you have Daedra armor and you have dual enchants, I don't care what you do in the game, nothing's going to be a challenge at this point. Unless you go bare-fisted. Yeah. <laughs> no armor on. <laughs> could, um, there's a lot of mods out there that, that do a whole bunch of different things for the game, and there's a few out there that even increase well, um, mob levels. If on a console, that's not going to be an option. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I was reading a forum yeah. post the other day um, that was kind of upsetting because someone was trying to say was asking, okay, what do I do past level fifty? Now that I'm I'm fifty, I'm Uber, and and I don't know what else to do. And everyone, it just became a hate thread at that point. Well, I did the main quest in twenty hours and quit the game because it was boring. Well, no, you did one quest in a massive, massive world. <laughs> you moron. Uh, there's so much hidden stuff in Skyrim. I mean, only if you've unlocked the entire map, have declared every single dungeon, have talked to every NPC, then I can say, yeah, you're done. And you completed the game. But uh, <laughs> I haven't even come close to that, and I have two level 40s. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's kind of like... It's kind of like um, an MMO after you hit end level. You know, the an MMO is usually designed to really start its gameplay at that point. And there's ways of playing Skyrim with that thought in mind. You know, now that you are level 50, you know, traverse the world, especially if you're on console. Traverse the world and try and open up those those areas that 
that are that have not been discovered yet. Um, this map is is massive, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of stuff in in the game that you know most people aren't aware of. You know, only when you when you check out um, a fully open map on the internet uh, can you you know if you don't have a fully open map you know go check one out on the internet and then you'll really get a chance to see like exactly how much is in this game. It's it's ridiculous. Um, and and we're only we're, we're saying this to people that still want to play the game. If you don't want to play the game and you're bored, you know, move on to something else. That's that's the other piece of advice that that we have for you. <laughs> if you're level fifty and you're done with the game, just move on, dude. <laughs> But if you still want to play the game and you're very much interested, that's that's one thing I would suggest as well is traverse the world. You're level 50. Not much can stand up to you. Use that to your advantage. Go out there and, and you know, climb those mountains and, and look deep in, inside those those uh, those caves and those mines. And, you know, not much can stand up to you. <laughs> Crispy in the chat room says something that uh, cracked me up. She said, I, I found a tent with two pairs of boots, empty wine bottle. Goblets, flowers, and a potion of, of vigorous stamina. <laughs> that is awesome. I want to find that now. <laughs> Good job, Crispy. <laughs> uh, there's so much in this game. It's ridiculous. I, I can't. I feel like I barely scratched the surface in what I'm doing. So yeah, Lou, what kind of advice do you have for for someone who hit 50 and still wants to play the game and is not sure exactly you know where to do? What, what to do and where to go. Well, I'd say, you know, to address Adam's question, you know what, Adam, that might be the actual solution for you. You know, increase the difficulty. Bump it up a notch. Um, if you feel that you're so overpowered to where nothing is a challenge to mm-hmm. you at this point, by all means, do it. Raise the difficulty level. See how the game plays for you now. You know, see if that same play style you've used um, for however long you've been playing will translate over into a, a higher difficulty level. And as you said, Avarwin, you know, and as Joe has also said, alluded to, there's so much more in this game. If you feel you've done it all, well, unless you've opened up the entire map, have done every quest chain that's out there, you know, then you're not done. You know, you haven't done it all. You know, and you can't say, well, I did the main quest and I'm done. Well, that's great, but if you do realize the game doesn't end there, right? <laughs> the end credits don't roll <laughs> at that point in, in time in the game. Yeah, that tells you something that oh, by the way, there's still other stuff to do that you haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so until you can pop up on Steam and say 100 percent across the board, you know, there's still stuff for you to do. Um, yeah, it might be a lot easier, but it's still something to do. Still something to get you tied into the game, and to make it more fun for yourself, handicap yourself. You know what? Switch your play style. If you were a two two-handed wielder with a big ass sword like Joe does, you know what? Switch to a dagger and a short sword. Try taking stuff on now with that. You know, switch yeah. up your play style. Switch up different things like, you know, take off the heavy danger armor. Go wear a magic robe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wear, use that and now see how it plays for you. And, and I guarantee you, because you've got all that stuff on, if you switch stuff out, hey, totally new experience because now you're getting a different perspective. Because now you don't have those sorts of things going for you. Um, that, you know, that's just one way of doing it. Yeah, that's one thing I have to say is is when I was when I switched up my my playstyle from a melee based character to to a mage character and I was going through that dungeon, I wasn't bored. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. I was many things, I was not bored. <laughs> hey, I, I took all the time so. to make my my guy uber and powerful. I'm gonna enjoy that while I can. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, if you are on PC and have access to the modding community, you know, get involved and, and download some of these mods. You know, they, we covered one last week that, that adds, you know, massive battles to, to Skyrim. You know, it, it increases, it adds spawn points all throughout the game on the map. Download something like that. Take your level 50 character and, and you know, wipe the floor. Pick a side and wipe the floor with some of these guys. Um, you know, uninstall that mod and, and put in another one that that'll either increase your difficulty or, or have you thinking about the game in, in a different way. They're, they're at, in fact, when we get into crafting table in a, in a few minutes, um, we're going to be talking about a, you know, a mod that, that will do that for you. It's going to either increase the difficulty or get you thinking about, about how to play your character in a, in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that pretty much covers it. That's a good job, guys. Yeah. We're going to move on to our break. We are back at the crafting table. Imp's More Complex Needs is the mod of the week. Tell us about this, Ivarwin. Sure thing. So, today's, uh, or this week's crafting table is going to feature Imp's More Complex Needs. This mod adds real-world needs, such as hunger, sleep, and hydration to your character and mods. Mods the food in the game to have an effect on these with strengths and weaknesses, depending on the food item. So, for those of you who... Yeah, if you get McNasties in... If you make a McNasty's hamburger in the game, you're going to have to visit, visit the bathroom a lot more often. <laughs> That's right. You'll lose <laughs> hydration. <laughs> so for those of you who are looking to increase your your, um, your realism difficulty, yeah, the, the realism or the difficulty or play the game in a different way, you may want to give this a try. Uh, the mod is with it. Two modes. Basic and more complex. Each mode forces your character to consider certain needs before adventuring out into the world or during. So, basic needs, or the basic mode needs, you have to worry about satiation, calories, hydration, sleep, and blood if you're a vampire. The more complex mods needs are satiation, calories, hydration, sleep, blood, protein, nutrients, alcohol, mental fatigue, physical fatigue, and morale. (laughs) (laughs) It actually gets a lot worse, too. So, uh, check out the homepage on SkyrimNexus.com. To see how detailed this mod actually gets. Just a heads up, 
values for the above needs will change depending on your race due to muscle and body fat percentages as well. It must have been some kind of like a personal trainer or somebody who did this mod. Yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. Now, the, the, the items that I listed above, um, they have, you know, further explanations like, you know, all right, like nutrients, okay? You get penalties if there's less than 75% and bonuses for greater than 125%. So if the... <laughs> Based on a running average over the last three days, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. It gets crazy. Caffeine bonuses depending on level and none for zero percent. Alcohol there's penalties and bonuses depending on level. Mental fatigue uh, penalties to magica if greater than zero percent increases as magica is expanded and decreases when you sleep and rest. So if you're looking to increase the difficulty and maybe even like role play a little bit, you know, this is this is definitely This is a for the major role play. And hello Brego. Yeah, this is definitely pretty pretty legit. <laughs> <laughs> Diet mod. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, this is for your RPers that want to get intense into your Skyrim RP. Uh for everyone else, sounds like a pain. yeah but like i said you know uh for those of you who are looking to get pretty intense with it this is this is definitely on the other the the far end of the spectrum of intense so i would recommend this for sure if you are if you're looking to go ballistic right and it's all to point out chat room the game's intense enough as it is i don't i don't think i would need (laughs) to have the back of my head worrying about my guy i guess i'm to eat or, you know, my, my strength is slowly sapping away because I'm not eating or, or hydrating properly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I can't regen stamina or, or magicka fast enough because I, wow, I, didn't, I had that beer and now it's messing me up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just a little mod there to give you some, some real, life, uh, real life addition to, to the game, if you so choose. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to our Elder Scroll. fragment of time, a piece of creation, a record of history, history itself, the Elder Scroll. And here we are in the Elder Scroll, lore with Lou, lore's Lou, Lou's lore segment. What do you have for us today, sir? Well, this week I thought I'd just delve a little bit into the Falmer. Someone on our quest forums asked a couple of questions, and I thought I would go into this one race that people are uh, obviously curious about. So this week, it's the Falmer, the elven denizens in the dark parts of the world. <laughs> mm. All right, and first off, you've got to remember, um, the Falmer, they are a lost race of the Altmer. So they're a lost group of elves. All right. Apparently, there are a, I guess, a separate group of snow elves that through the ages have become – they've been lost to general knowledge in the world. Okay, So the world has forgotten about them. For good reason. Yes. <laughs> and gather from some of the hate I've seen people talk about them, <laughs> I, I think it's with good reason. All right. The Falmer, you know, the big thing you know about them, they're blind due to centuries of living in subterranean parts. 
and the light is subterranean ground. Also, which I found very interesting, the fact that they are also their blindness is also due to the fact that uh, the Dwemer, you know, had control over their diet and fed them poisonous plants, which helped contribute to their blindness. Jeez. Huh. Yeah, I'm gonna get to that later on, though. Um, very, found it very, very nice to how they work work that in there. Huh. But as with anything, you know, you know, just like real life, if you see people who are blind, their other senses have adapted over the years to compensate. So obviously, when you take them on, they're not so easy, are they? No, no. You know, their other senses have compensated, like their hearing, everything else has gotten better. Yeah, tough to sneak past them. Exactly. So it still makes them a formidable foe, and not the pushover just because they're blind. Okay, and due to the fact that they've lived for underground for so long, it's changed them physically from the other elves. All right. Again, a really noticeable fact that their skin has become so much paler, pallid, so to speak. I mean, if we're going to think pale, maybe think of Gollum-type pale. Remember from Lord of the Rings, how bad he looked for yeah. not being in the sun for all that time. Very Gollum-esque. Very. Yes. All right. And, uh, you know, they've become, have acquired like a hunched over posture from, again, living underground, living in those caverns, not so free to move around. So, again, their, their posture has become bent, so to speak, or they've uh, always assumed that hunched over posture because of that. Players can also first learn about, or not first, but learn about the Falmer in, in the game if you go to the Dwayne Museum in Markath. It's in one of the locked display cases. All right? It's going to be called the Falmer, a study. All right, So if you can get into that display case and you get the book, you know, obviously you can read it and you'll start seeing uh, these little factoids, so to speak, that the people have written for them in the game. And supposedly the Falmer, you know, they were the first of elves who dwelled in the land of Skyrim. Right, weren't they the uh, the snow elves? Yes. Okay, they would believe actually the very first inhabitants of the land before the uh, Nords got there. All right. And initially, when the Nords first landed in Skyrim, they got along. However, as time went on, the elves started to fear the growth and expansion, you know, of man of the Nords. Okay, so in essence, what they did, they went to go call what they thought was a potential threat and went to war with them. Right now, that was also in part. Because of the racial differences between the two of them, the the snow elves were, you know, could could live almost like Tolkien Tolkien's elves. If I'm understanding this correctly, they could live almost indefinitely. Each right. one of them, and yet, you know, obviously, you know, Nords are human; they don't. So, you know, they they reproduce at a much faster rate. So, because of that that higher rate of reproduction, you know, the the Nords were taking over the the snow elves area little by little. And that's kind of like what drew those snow elves to to start a conflict with with the Nords, right? The fact that they they expanding, and, you know, the fact that they, you have a high birth rate, okay. Plus also the fact that I guess with all the fantasy lore across, you know, different writers, you know, the elves are always seen as people who can live in harmony with the land. Yes, they can build great cities, they can build great monuments, but they also don't destroy the land. Or, uh, you know, abuse it. Right. You know, kind of like what the Nords are doing in Skyrim. You know, they build stuff and they just destroy it. They, they take no thought into preserving or, you know, living in peace with land. They seek to dominate it. Yeah, we, yeah, they, they look to, you know, harvest the resources and exploit the resources rather than living in harmony with the resources. Exactly. Okay, so there we go. That starts off the war with them. Okay. And, you know, the main battle was at uh, Sarthal. Okay. And from that battle, only... So a few people escaped, most notably Isgramor and his two sons. Remember them? Okay. Oh, yeah. Here he is again. Yep. They escaped. All right. And they went back and actually re- went back and regrouped. Okay. And then we find out 
Later on during the war, at the Battle of Morsing, on the island of Saltstein, it's the Scrammer and the Companions that decisively defeat the Falmer for good. Alright, and at that point, Falmer are scattered and broken. Okay, and they retreated from the land. Where'd they go? Underground. <laughs> so, when that happened, who do they encounter? Who do they meet? You guessed it, they met the Dwemer. And the Dwemer offered them sanctuary as refugees fleeing from the people of Skyrim. Okay, and then this is what starts the whole chain of slowly the Falmer become more dependent, more they become, they become the Dwemer's slaves, so to speak. Alright, and also, again, this ties into the fact that the Dwemer, being who they were, seeing the Falmer as, you know, playthings, and to keep them in control, started feeding them that diet of the poisonous plants to help render them blind. Jeez. But we all know what happened then. <laughs> you know, Dwemer disappeared, and the Falmer left on their own. You know, I know we were musing a couple episodes about, you know, where the where the Dwemer have disappeared to. You know, based on this information and the fact that every time you go into a Dwemer rune, you're usually going to find Falmer there. Maybe the Falmer wiped him out. <laughs> so I was just thinking. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't think that's a far. Maybe they're just, you know, the Dwemer didn't reach some sort of, you know, intellectual precipice and then, you know, uh, warped themselves to some other plane of existence. You know, um, maybe the Falmer just kicked their ass. <laughs> Well, yeah, with the research I was looking into, it's it's as if even they don't know. All they know is that the Falmer realized that the Dwemer no longer exists or no longer there. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're still stuck or you always encounter the Dwemer ruins because, you know, being their playthings or being their, I guess, their enslaved species, their master's gone up and disappeared. So where else are they going to go? I guess they're going to stay where they feel most familiar. Yeah. Where they feel most familiar at home, so to speak, you know? So again, another thing. Maybe they know what happened. Who knows? Maybe one of us heard something. They pass it on to the ages, but that's something Bethesda will have to write up and take care of. Hmm. All right. And as you see in there, also the Falmer, they have an aptitude for frost and lightning arrows of magic. Oh, oh yeah. Makes Joe very happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though they don't display signs of having, I guess, access or, or knowledge of the printed word, okay, or recorded knowledge like that that we're used to seeing. They're blind. Or it makes sense. Old. Yeah. Um, you know, so one thing that makes an interesting fact that how did they learn these skills, you know? You know, how are they passing on the how are they learning these spells and such? If they're not reading about it, obviously reading from a spell book or a spell tome, you know, somewhere in acti- in antiquity, someone must have taught them magic, or someone they knew magic originally and now they've been passing that same school those same schools down, you know, by word of mouth to each other. Well, maybe all Falmer are born with the ability to do that. I mean, they are, they they are descended from the snow elves, and you'd think, you know, if if you're first of all, if you're an elf, you're of the land, and then second of all, if you're a snow elf, then you're of a cold land. <laughs> so obviously, like you know, these these people would be extremely adept at at utilizing you know, the, the cold to, to work with them. And, and maybe, you know, they, they were, they're all born or created with the ability to manipulate, you know, um, frost and, and lightning. Right. Kind of like the, I guess the sorcerer class you'd see in, in Diablo. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, maybe they're just born with with that that, skill, Mm -hmm. that racial ability. That'd be cool. Bethesda, write it up. See what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Flush it out. Do some more with it. And, you know, 
Also, a uh, nice little side note I like to put in there, too, is like the, the farmer rays they use. Also, Joe's favorite critter, Charus. <laughs> <laughs> we got to figure out how to say this. <laughs> like, every time I see this, I think of Charos. <laughs> Charos. <laughs> and the, these critters are not, they, they are not, uh, you know, tasty at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, but the farmer, I haven't seen or haven't used them in the past for armor and weapons, kind of like. I guess we would say, uh, I guess we would use cows for what not only meat but for leather mm-hmm. and for other things, you know. And that shows like another, I guess, small hint of sophistication for the farm and the fact that they're actually using domesticating these types of critters and using them at this level, uh, you know, in their development. So who knows what can happen later on? I mean, if they're starting to do it now, recognize the fact that they can. There I, I go. Hurt. I muted myself again. I was trying to say something. So how how does uh, Taming and using giant cockroaches as farm animals indicate intelligence. They're cockroaches. Big spitting cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does display some sort of reasoning skill. I mean, uh, chick- chickens aren't taming cockroaches. <laughs> but, you know, the fact that even though the farmer don't display over, sci- over signs of intelligence, the fact that they recognize a need and a source that they can use... Uh, for these sorts of things, you know, it does say that they don't have it now. Maybe as time goes on, if left unchecked, they could do other things. You know, they could start picking up other skills along the way. And yes, I'll take you right. Cockroaches can't survive on anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if the world blows itself up in a nuclear war, they'll still be around. We won't, but they will. But they will. So, yeah, that wraps up, you know, this week's floor segment. I hope everyone. Great. You know, we'll, we'll go out and. Steal that book, <laughs> not get caught. <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna try it now. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. Well, they now they don't have to, Lou, because we we were just educated by you on the farmer. Well, there's more stuff they can find out. I don't know. Get the book. <laughs> get the book. Get, the, get book. the book. Get the book. Put it in your house. Put it on that shelf. <laughs> a rare book, a unique one in the world of Skyrim. All right, guys, let's move on to our town square. Hear that? Something's going on in the town square. And here we are in our town square. Emails and iTunes shoutouts for this week. And the producer's email of the week came in from JMZ. Because I thought it was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, I'm just reading this now. (laughs) (laughs) And he basically says, uh, tip. Don't fall asleep listening to Skyrim off the record. Yvarwin's final foos raw dough at the end of every episode will send you into oblivion and back. <laughs> it definitely frightened me. Laugh aloud, that'll teach me. Cheers, JMZ. This is for you, buddy. Foos raw That cracked me up. <laughs> that, that, that's our little alarm saying, hey, yo, the show's done. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Incidentally, you may want to uh, switch that to your uh, to your alarm sound on your cell phone. And, uh, that'll <laughs> there <wake> you go. <laughs> Our next email comes from Proximo again. And Lou, why don't you get it, man? And Proximo writes in, It's Proximo again with another question. I have played through the Civil War with the Stormcloaks and the Empire. Why is it then when the Stormcloaks attack Whiterun, the campaigns did not step up to defend the city? The campaign space was boarded up like a bunch of milk drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> was it because they were on Strongcloak's side? I don't remember any of them specifically mentioning whose side they are in, 
but that should not matter when your own city is attacked. Just wondering what you guys think. Proximo. That's a great question. Um, you would think that, well, they're like this warrior-based society, that even if they were with the uh, on the Stormcloak side, that they would join up with them and start beating up on Empire. Right. Not run and hide in their house. You'd expect something. Right. Um, I my interpretation of this is is this um, when the when the Stormcloaks attack Whiterun, the companions are too busy huddling up in their basement, cuddling each other and crying like a bunch of scared <laughs> drinking werewolves. <laughs> They're down there whimpering, <laughs> howling at the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if another way of looking at it is the fact that since they do present themselves as a I guess a pure uh, mercenary force for hire you know maybe they don't want to offend or take sides they want to remain a neutral faction in the civil war because they want to be hired out by you know they want to do jobs for the storm cloaks and for the empire you know or maybe they're just hedging their bets saying you know what let's just hide in the corner Close our eyes because either way, if Ulfric wins and we took up arms against Stormcloaks, you know, they'll come back to Whiterun and wipe us out. Mm. Or if the Empire regains control and, as any Empire would do, go on a punishment binge, you know, and wipe out those who took up arms against them. So, yeah, for them, they might be just playing the safe, the safe thing and just doing nothing. And Loremaster Lou strikes again. I think, I think Bethesda just simply forgot to program something like this. And <laughs> or, or that too, like they didn't realize. Crap, that's right. They're a neutral party in there. What, what are we going to do? With but God forbid you kill a chicken in White Run. Oh, that's it. You're done. Everyone yeah. goes crazy. <laughs> you know, one sweet roll. She's got four dozen of them in her stall. Come on, one sweet roll. <laughs> <laughs> Next email. We're going to go take this one to Evarwin. All right. This comes from John M. And he says, hey, guys, I was thinking about DLC, and I thought it might be interesting to add DLC involving the Sigic Order. This is the first Elder Scrolls game for the Sigic Order and uh, to have appeared, if only briefly. And I think that Bethesda has a lot of room to expand on this idea. After proving yourself to the Sigic Order, DLC about you saving them or something along those lines may be interesting. Always a fan, John M. Were those the guys that were like the um, the mage organization? Yeah. Yeah, that's yes. what I thought. Yep. That'd be them. Yeah, you 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 very briefly touched on these guys doing uh, the mage college They're kind of cool with their little telekinetic abilities and... I am talking oh, to totally- you and only you, even though everyone else is in this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I think that would be a good idea for them to do future content with them. Maybe start up an old quest arc with them and perhaps open up an additional skill tree for mages. Or, or maybe extra perks in the pre-existing trees that they give you, you know? Yeah. We've had so we'll many DLC ideas since we brought it up on that show. I think it was like, what, episode two or three? Mm-hmm. That was between the fans and us, that we've got to have at least covered the DLC for the next three years and guessed it already. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, there's, <laughs> we, we got to be right about something. <laughs> we're still in there. We're still in Bethesda Thunder. <laughs> I think. I, <laughs> yeah. Do you think maybe they got like some guy, you know, listening to the show, hating his life every week, and just you know, with the notepad and the pencils? Like, I can't believe I have to listen to these jerks every single week to get ideas. Like, this is worse than anything. <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably do. I mean, my sister works in the marketing industry, and she, you know, has a little maybe. You know, companies that would have people out there listening to podcasts about their product just to see what's going on. They'll, uh, they'll have us in a meeting every morning, every week. Okay, guys, it's Thursday morning. They did a show yesterday. Let's see what ideas they can give us today. <laughs> <laughs> Let's send Navarro in another angry email letter for mentioning consoles uh, <laughs> you know, four weeks back. <laughs> we haven't we haven't added the pain to this guy quite enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> you. Why did you think of that? You're fired. <laughs> Quick, someone give him another one-star review for that. Oh, it's a great idea. <laughs> really, really kick him in the jummies. <laughs> Our next um, email comes from Norwich in England. From Mark in Norwich, England. Sorry, Mark. I didn't read far enough. <laughs> the whole town of Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> for this one four-line email. <laughs> Awesome. Hi, guys. I was just wondering how much the DLC is going to cost. Also, I was wondering whether to create a character in Skyrim where I don't buy anything from vendors. So, l- vendors. Vendor. I've watched too much. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Where I don't <laughs> buy anything from vendors. So lo- Okay, you know what? Screw this. Timestamp me. Sure. <laughs> and this next email comes from Mark. He says, hey, guys, I was just wondering how much the DLC is going to cost. Also, I was wondering whether to create a character on Skyrim, where I don't buy anything from vendors, so that leather I get from animal hides, leather I get from animals, I will mine ore for metals, and find alchemy ingredients, and get weapons from loot and danger quests. Wondering what you guys thought about that idea. Love the show. Mark, in Norwich, England. I think that's a great idea. That's another way of really RPing the game, is just to, you know, playing the hermit, if you will. Right. Um, I know... Uh, mentioning the other MMO beast that's out there, <clears throat> World of Warcraft. Uh, I know some people have actually taken to, um, I guess, playing what they call hardcore mode, meaning um, they're just sticking with what armor, weapons, and stuff they get from quests and dropped loot from mobs and so forth. You know, stuff they can mine and so you know, things like that. And yeah, I mean that'd be a great RP thing to do. Might be a little rough at points, but yeah, I think you definitely do it. Yeah, as long as you know you don't. If you're the kind of player that that doesn't want to get you know too crazy with, you know, comparing yourself to to others' progress, and you're really looking for a an ex, you know an experience of the game that's unique, I, I would I would 110 percent recommend something like this. You know, I've I've done it in uh, in various other video games you know throughout mm-hmm. throughout the years. And it's, you know, it's it's definitely a a an interesting experience, and it's sometimes it's a, it's a lot more rewarding too. So, I would I would do that and go crazy with it if it if it appeals to you, definitely, definitely. And as it comes to DLC costs, I have no idea. Depends I, on how extensive I, they go with it. It could be anywhere twenty to thirty bucks. It may not even cost anything. Well, no, that's not true. It's, it's not a patch. Something. It's DLC. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's sizable. 
You know what though? I almost don't even care. Yeah. Like if if the DLC is like a whole other brand new game, I'll spend another fifty dollars. Amen to that. I, I could, I could care less. Well, I don't want you to know, be a whole other game. I don't want them to spend another three years, you know, making just the first DLC for Skyrim. Well, I don't think they're going to do that. They are going to spend, you know, at least six, seven months doing it, but I don't think it's going to be that long. I wonder if they're going to announce anything on the DLC in <clears throat> E3. I hope so. E3 is coming Yeah, I don't think they would, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they want to play it smart and keep people's appetites whetted for future content in Skyrim or just keep the general interest in the game, I would definitely have them peg them for having something planned. Yeah. It's only what? It's just over three months away? A month and a couple of days away? E3? Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe they will have something. I mean, if they had something for, for Game Jam all set up, yeah, they, you know they definitely got something set up for that. I would hope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it depends on what they're planning on doing. If they're going to plan on releasing the DLC like sometime in October, then I would assume they would have something on E3 about it. Yeah, exactly. Something small. All right. All right. Lou, our next email, please. All right. Our next email comes from George. And George writes in, Hi, guys, from Skyrim Off the Record. Joe and Ivaro may remember me from Minecraft, Fruit Bowl 7. <laughs> I'm yep. just here to ask you a few questions about your gameplay and if you have some tips for newer and less experienced Dovahkiins. Question one, how long did it take you to complete the main quest? Two, what is your favorite weapon and why? Three, what is it? best to do first the main quest or other quest lines such as the companions and data quests thanks george from farnsfield uk happy skyriming oh first <laughs> off when it comes to question three do not do data quests first because you won't be able to most of them will not unlock until level 30 some of them unlock at level 15 and 20 but you don't really want to do them until level 30 anyway so i wouldn't even worry about data quests until level 30 um or you're going to have a nightmare, and most of them you wouldn't be able to do in the first place. What is best to do first is up to you, really. Um, a lot of people highly recommend going to the local area, like the little caves. Not the vampire cave. We learned that from the <laughs> one. No. Vampire cave, bad. Bad. Stay out. Just to get weaponry, get, get some new gear. Um, just hit up the little caves. I know there's a mine right outside the starting area that's a great place to go hit up really quick. Explore a little bit, and then do the first part of the of the main story so you can unlock dragons. That'd be my recommendation. I would have to say, first of all, the main quest is kind of short it, compared to. I other wouldn't really call it a main quest. I call it the Dova King quest chain. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah, but we know what he's referring mm-hmm. to. It. So, it, yeah, the Dova King question. It's 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 pretty short, Joe. Right? I mean, considering yeah. the other questions that are in there. Yeah, it's not it's not the longest one out there for sure. Nah, not even close. <laughs> oh, not even wow. close. Yeah, I, I would. <clears throat> I would say, hold off on the main quest. You know, definitely, definitely go up to as far as White Run. All right, you know, save save White Run from that first that first dragon, and then when they tell you to go off to High Rothgar, I would stop it there because that that's what I did. You're still going to get the dragon experience. Nah, go to High Rothgar, get the full Fusra Dosh out. I, I usually stop right to the point where you get that full shout after you get the relic. That's a good place to pause it off, too. Yeah. 
Um, but they, I guess my point is saying, like, hold off on it because it's not very long. There's other stuff, a lot of other stuff to do in the game that's that's just as and maybe if not a little bit more rewarding. Get your level up. And then when you're ready to kind of, like, experience something new with the game, you know, experience a new, a different way of playing the game, bang that out. Do the last do 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 the Dovahkiin question all the way to the end. Finish it up. This way, you have some sort of sense of completion with the game. Then go back and do that new thing you got started in your head. Right. Um, my favorite weapon so far it's been two handed weapons. I think it's it's a two handed sword. It's it's uh, fast, lots of damage. Um, you know, if you've heard the show, you, you know I like to stun, and that's still it's you know still a, a thing that's viable. You know, and uh, there's a ton of them out there. I would say my specific favorite weapon, though, is Dawnbreaker. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, yeah. Stunning, mm-hmm. great. It's a stunning graphic on the sword, and what it does is awesome. It does intense damage. <laughs> Even though I don't use it on my current playthrough because I use two-handed, it's still my favorite weapon. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a beautiful weapon. Yes. What about you, Lou? On questions two and three. Ooh, two, two is rough. I mean, I, I like them. I like a lot of weapons. Um, when I play with the on my characters, I, I kind of go for shooting for like the exotic like weapons, you know, like the Dawnbreaker. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm a big fan of the katana style weapons in these games, and, and so <laughs> seeing those, like, oh yeah, I'm using that. It's going to my hand. I definitely got to use that. Um, at this point, all my playthroughs, I haven't obtained a lot of the weapons yet, so I'm holding off on, on saying definitely you know, which is my favorite, as opposed to you know which actually fits my playstyle for of that character. You know, at this time. Right. Okay, my battle mage. All I've got is my orcish axe. I mean, she's only level nine for Pete's sake, so I haven't done much with her. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um. But yeah, I haven't got a favorite weapon per se as of now, but later on, you know, I definitely definitely will have something there. Um, as for best do first, I mean, after I got the full shout of Rustro Da, yeah, I stopped there as well. Because what I was doing is I find myself, I wasn't using my shouts as often in my playstyles, but still clearing the content, still defeating the monsters and so forth. So in a way, I kind of maybe handicapped myself by not getting uh, those words. But as anyone listening to the show, I am a big fan of doing quests. You know, I I'll do all the side quests because mm-hmm. I don't see them as that. I see them as like mini chapters within the story of you know Markath, within the story of you know White Run. That's a good way to think of it. Yeah. You know, you think of these cities as these these holes as you know quest hubs. You know, and I like going to these particular hubs and just knocking all of them out you know, as best as I can. If I can't do it for whatever reason, maybe I'm not skilled enough in some areas or what have you, or they're just too powerful at the point in time, yeah, you know, I'll come back to it. Like with anything, I'll move back. You know, I'll, go some, I'll go back somewhere else and try to knock out those. I was wondering, well, I think I'm the only one that, of the three that's completed the main, or the uh, Dovahkiin question, right? Yeah, I yep. almost I almost completed it, but my game bugged out. Nothing wrong with that, guys. Trust me. I, I envy you for holding off on, on doing that. It, when I did it, though, I did it in pieces. 
So I would say it probably took me a total of maybe 10 to 15 hours to complete it. I wouldn't really seriously go complete that until you're ready to be done with that, that character. You're ready to finish that story of that character. Yeah. It's a great way just to, to end, you know, that playthrough. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with it. You know, it gives you a sense of completion. Our yeah. next email goes to Ifarwin. This comes from Chris, and he says, Hello, Skyrim OTR. It's Chris Abercrombie again. I had a couple of questions that I thought would be interesting and hopefully answered. Question one. What, what was your first holy crap, this game is awesome moment besides the graphics? And uh, the other question actually was a, a replication mm-hmm. from um, the email before, so I, I did edit it out. Um, so we're going to handle, Chris, uh, we're going to handle question one for you. Chris then goes on to say, thanks for your time yet again. Yours truly, Chris. So what was our first holy crap moment? This game is awesome. First time I shot a bow. <laughs> Pew. Okay. Pew. Yep, exactly. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I thought that was one of the most cool, one of the coolest features in the game that I had seen so far, and that was like when the first, I don't know, hour of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dragon was so cool. <laughs> you can't get me wrong there, <laughs> but yeah, for me, it was shooting the bow. Yeah, it's pretty amazing those dragon fights. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, you know, that first opening, when the cinematic opened for the first time seeing that and then seeing Alderman for the first time that was one of many oh crap this game is awesome moments um and then maybe in the first half hour my very first kill shot hmm oh the kill cam shot yeah the kill cam shot when I snuck yeah. up behind somebody with a short sword and just stabbed them I was just like oh my god what's happening I thought I was losing control of the game or was crashing on me <laughs> it was oh my it's a kill cam shot this is great <laughs> look at this what did you do? Do you remember what your first kill cam shot was like? Do you know what happened? Um, yeah, it was a straight-up fight against, I guess, one of the uh, Stormcloaks. And it, I think it was the one where you literally step up and you just stab them in the gut. <laughs> and you kind of lift them a foot off the ground. Yeah, impale them. <laughs> impale them on that, whatever weapon you've got, and you just push them off. And I just sat back, and I was like, oh, bleep. that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> What else does this game have that I'm not seeing yet? I yeah. can't wait. <laughs> Man. Um, my, my, first, my first holy crap, this game is awesome moment. Um, I actually, I told the story on the Quest when Game podcast. When you turned it on. Doing that. <laughs> um, it, I, I told the story on the Quest Gaming podcast when we were doing that. We covered this game for the first time when it first came out in November. And and that was this. Um, after the whole Helgen thing and the, the NPC who takes you through Helgen leaves you, um, I went off in, in a random direction. And I got involved in probably about 45 minutes worth of nonstop hectic hectic fighting that, that went from <clears throat> um, aggroing a, a giant and running away from him to... Uh, I, this started with me deciding, you know, okay, I'm, I'm first in this game. First thing I should probably get is a little food resource. So I was chasing a deer down the side of a mountain, 
The deer ran toward a giant. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I aggro the giant by accident. This thing comes running at me. I run in a totally different direction for like 20 minutes trying to get this thing to, to leash. The giant finally runs off. I see a castle that I decide to go check out, get myself involved in, in a huge bandit fight trying to clear that area using, you know, real world learned tactics in order to, to clear through that at a low level. And then as soon as I clear through that whole thing, I walk outside and I get mugged <laughs> <laughs> and got my first kill cam shot using, you know, fighting that bandit, which was a decapitation. Um, that I would say after all of that was said and done, that was my first hour of the game, just about give or take after all of that was done. And I caught my breath. I, I, I paused the game and I said, wow, not only is there a tremendous amount in this game, but it is, it's easy, easily accessible. It's all over the place and I'm very low level. I feel like I've accomplished a lot and I just had that epic feeling of, you know, very early in the game, which usually a lot of games, it, it takes you, you know, a while to feel like, you know, you fought epically. And, and I definitely got that for my first hour. And so that I would say is my first, my first moment. And then he saw it on the PC. <laughs> <laughs> we have one more email and this comes from Brad D. He says, how about adding a forum for journals? Members could write down what happened to their characters over the week and read about others. It would be like how you guys do it in the podcast. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess we could do that on our forums. I, I like the idea, to be honest. I, I think it's kind of cool. It'd get the community more involved with the show and, and uh, with each other. You know, um, we got to, you know, talk a little bit about it, but... I, I like this idea and I don't mind. And and if you guys out there think it'd be fun, you'd like to participate, you know, send us an email and you know, we'll be more apt to do it. Exactly. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. It'd be a interesting to read people's playthroughs. Absolutely. And we have five star shout outs. Lou, this is all you, man. Alrighty. Our five star review shout outs from America. From Zach K. Proxtud. Gorlicon, Turt, <laughs> Skyrim newbie, Matt Master M Dog, Cassandra Light, Foul Dragon, Awad five eight nine, Elamar Safalas, Take your sweet rolls. You, you, you're the guy. <laughs> you're that guy. <laughs> Let's QQ more pew pew. You don't know how true that is. Kane's <laughs> Abel. And Kablaha from Canada. Drawing the hard. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yes. Thank God the R is in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and from our friends across the pond in the UK, the real pookster, Obi Wang, 1975. The Gremlin 17. Bean 006. Oblivious Scar. Create nickname 2. <laughs> Evil Cool Dud. Daniel Knight 84. Trina Mary. Regina Lee. And. Wow. 
This is going to take a while. <laughs> I see four nuggets. That's <laughs> I see four times nuggets, or I see four X nuggets. <laughs> oh, I had fun with that one. I see four <laughs> times nuggets, or four times the nuggets. I don't know. That's a weird one. All right, our final thoughts of today's show is... Come on, DLC, we want it. And that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about that. Oh, and I got to say this too. Right. Eve Arwen, what about you, man? <laughs> um, Jeez, we covered so much on the show, it's, it's kind of hard for me to, you know, recall back and, and think. Um, don't really have a whole lot, I got to tell you. Uh, this was an awesome episode. I had a lot of fun. You know, I just want to thank the chat room for for keeping us going and uh hope hope everyone had had fun too yeah definitely a fun episode um i do i'd like to encourage everyone to keep writing in the forums that we have out there um because i'm sort of getting a lot of great ideas for lore segments hmm. you know i like seeing people think and definitely you know it helps me uh in the creative process and <laughs> trying to figure out you know what people are interested in you know what's driving them uh in the game like what are they most curious about and uh, we do have a lot of stuff. We did cover a lot of stuff today. And like Joe said, DLC. You know, even though I haven't completed the game per se, you know, I'd love to see more content pumped out by Bethesda. Uh, just to tackle it. Or just to see that it's there, the possibilities that are there. You know. So, come on, Bethesda, get cranking on it. Let's see something. See something. Come on, don't keep us in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> How to reach us. I'm going to give this one to the Varwin. All right. Well, if you enjoy the show, we encourage you get in contact with us. Check out our our website, www.skyrimofftherecord.wordpress.com. Send us an email at skyrimofftherecord at gmail.com. Or you can simply go to thequestshow.com. You can reach us there as well. If Twitter's your thing, you could send us a little tweet. You can send the show a tweet, Skyrim, at SkyrimOTR. Joe is at author J.R. Wilson. I am at Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lewis is at GamerGuy11B, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y, 11B as in boy. And Skyrim Alphabet is a Quest Gaming Network production, and I just want to say foosraw you all next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe. Thanks for coming out, everyone. We'll see you all again next week. <laughs> I gotta say, like I, I woke up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed today. Nice, yes, I did. I just want to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> get in the mood for the show, man. We gotta get hyped. Hello. No, please, another note, and I swear to God, I'm going to stab myself in the eye with a keyboard. Y'all see that white boy going hard? He's taking out his lawnmower and mowing his yard, huh? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs>